Well, hello, and welcome to the Praxis Podcast. My name is Max. I'm the pastor of College Age Community here at Three Crosses Church, and we are in season two of the Praxis Podcast, talking about the topic of discernment. How do we feel out and follow the leading of God in the everyday, big and small decisions of our lives as we seek to honor Him? So, A part of this season for us, in addition to talking about what discernment is and how we can experience God's leading in our everyday lives, we're also featuring just stories of uh, faithful followers of Jesus who came to a significant point of decision and how they sought to honor God in that. So I'm joined today uh, for this conversation by my friend, Justin Redimer. Say hello, Justin. Hey, Max. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for asking. <laughs> so, Justin, why don't you tell us a bit about you, who you are, some details about your life, and so on. Yeah. I uh, First of all, thank you for having me on the podcast. Um, I I think I told you, I, I really enjoy, kind of been on podcasts before. I enjoy the banter thing. Um, usually, you, I've done them over Zoom, so it's great to be able to do one in person, live, right? Yes, absolutely. Um so I, I, uh, I'm a husband of one, father of five. Um, I've got a principal of Redwood Christian uh, High School, men's director at Three Crosses. Uh, I am a youth football coach, youth sports uh, person, live in Hayward, uh, own a dog, mm. which is exciting. Um, what kind of dog? Golden Doodle. Golden Doodle. Standard size. You have a I, so so my uh, my agreement with with my wife was she's allergic to dogs. Okay. So she had to get like a hypoallergenic one, and my agreement was fine, but it's going to be big enough that like I can't kill it by sitting <laughs> on it or stepping. On it or something. That's a nice metric. So um, yeah, so you know, been uh, been living in Hayward since 2011, attending Three Crosses since then. Uh, have taught everything from second grade Sunday school to preach sermons on stage and everything in between. Hmm. Well, that's lovely, Justin. I'm so uh, honored to have the chance to talk with you today. And in fact, before we get any further, we have a little segment we like to do on the Praxis Podcast. I didn't tell you about this before, but we call it The Precious Moment. And basically, The Precious Moment is where each of us shares something that's made us smile recently. So it could be today, it could be this week, it could be something big, it could be something small. Uh, just what's something that's brought a smile to your face recently? Does anything come to mind for you? Yeah, actually, I, uh, I YouTube, so you know like Spotify has like the, the most listened to tracks of the year? Yeah, you're, I don't, you're Spotify wrapped. Yeah, yeah, I don't, so I don't do Spotify, I listen to my music on YouTube. Okay. So YouTube gave me... Would you like to hear my uh, top five artists of the year? Absolutely. So this is this is interesting, right? Uh, so number one is churches. Okay. Are you familiar with them? Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you were talking about like church videos at first, but no. yeah, churches is a group. The group, yeah, like okay. the 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 female pop power. Group. Okay. Yeah, it's really interesting. Uh, Kanye West is number two. <laughs> So that's an interesting transition. Yes. Stan Rogers is number three. Stan Rogers. What kind of music is Stan Rogers? Uh, like pirate folk music. I don't know. <laughs> He's Canadian. Uh, he does a lot of like sea ballads. Okay. Um, yeah. Blink One Eighty Two is number four, <laughs> and Upper Room was number five. So there you go. That 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 popped up, and I was just like, "What is wrong with me?" 
<laughs> so that so, brought a smile to your face. Brought a smile huh? to my face, absolutely. Well, that brought a smile to my face. So I think we could share that <laughs> precious moment because uh, so churches, Kanye West, Stan Rogers, which you said is pirate folk, Blink-182, and Upper Room, which I think is a worship group, right? Yeah, they're like quasi-charismatic. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That is a very eclectic list, Different. which I think uh, <laughs> perhaps points to uh, your nature as an eclectic person. This could be. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, actually, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is lovely. Well, thanks for sharing, Justin, your precious moment. So now at this point, we come to kind of the meat of our conversation, which is discernment. And I'm sure you and I both have had many times in our lives, our lives of following the Lord, when we've come to just significant moments of decision. Absolutely. And um, and you've kind of selected one that we're going to talk about today. So why don't you maybe tell us a bit about the situation, kind of set the scene for us, what kind of led up to kind of that crossroads that you were standing at. Yeah. Uh, one that kind of came to mind that I hadn't really talked about was uh, a situation that involved my now current wife, right? So this is going to get personal. Okay. Is, is that all right? Absolutely. Okay. All right. All right. Um. So my wife and I met in college in North Carolina at Wake Forest University. Okay. Um, she was a freshman. I was a junior. And she was raised as a and e Catholic, and sometimes without the C or the E. <laughs> you mean Christmas and Easter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Christmas and Easter Catholic. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes without the Christmas or the Easter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was really one of those upbringings. And so she wasn't really a believer. Okay. And... Uh, and I was raised in the church, but at that point in my life was not walking with the Lord, mm. right? And I was not just raised in the church, I was heavily invested in the church, but had like kind of walked away um, during my time in college. And so we, we meet there, we have this fairly toxic relationship for about a year and a half, Okay. and then I graduate and I move to the Bay Area, and... Um, you know, uh, while I'm out here, I have a pretty profound spiritual experience, and uh, and I've talked about this before to people, um, and I, like, just reconnect with my faith, get involved in the church, um, and my wife in InterVarsity gets into InterVarsity back in college, and she gives her life to the Lord. This is at Wake Forest? At Wake Forest, okay. yeah. So, so then we're in these two different places uh, about a year and a half later. Um, and I kind of pick up from where I left off. Like I was a, like living a pretty strong Christian life for about 18 years, teaching confirmation, everything else. And she's like a brand new Christian, doesn't know the Bible, doesn't know the faith, doesn't know anything. And a year and a half later, she's getting ready to graduate. And I'm trying to figure out, are we equally yoked? Should I ask her to marry me? Should I, should I ask her to move out to the Bay Area? Like, what do I do with this relationship mm. that, like, that to me at the time felt like old wineskins, mm. but with new wine? So you were kind of at a place where it's like, do I feel like this is something I should just leave behind? It was a part of my past? Or does maybe God have something for me in this? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, there's a lot of, um, when, you, when you make that transition in life, like, you know, any time where you have a profound transition, there's questions about the old life, right? And, like, yes. Jesus talks about this. You know, like, what, how do we keep it? What do we keep behind? What do we, what do we let go? Yes. Um, and this is a pretty strong relationship that was difficult for me 
to just discern. Like, I, I really opened it up to God and was like, I don't know what to do, mm. right? I don't know. I mean, do I ask her to marry me? We haven't lived in the same part of the world as one another for a year and a half. Yeah. Right? And when we did, it, the relationship was toxic, and neither of us were believers, right? Yeah. Um, are we equally yoked? What does the Bible mean when it says, like, don't be unequally yoked, right? Uh, you know, are, like, I mean, just, like, what, in ter- she was going to graduate in December. Do I have her move out? I can't have her move in with me. Right. So where does she live? Like, it's just all this <laughs> stuff, like, r- wrestling around in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious, and this kind of begins the question of, like, how you started then the discerning process, but like you mentioned, this was something you moved, you find faith. While you're gone, on the other side of the country, she finds faith, so you find faith kind of separately. You know, what was it, what was kind of the inkling of thought that maybe I come back to this? Maybe there's a future. I don't know if there is, but there might be. Was it just a sense you had of, like, Man, this connection we had, even when we were both apart from the Lord, there's something there. Like, could you say anything about what what was it that drew you back into even the question? Yeah, I think there was there was a couple things, Max. I think one was um, the 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 parts where Paul's writing about how if you are a believing spouse, you don't have the right to leave your unbelieving spouse. Mm. Like they can leave you but you can't leave them. And it was like, we were still boyfriend and girlfriend, and now I'm a Christian. What kind of witness would it be to her if I'm like, well, now I'm a Christian later, right? <laughs> um, it'd be one thing if she decided to, right? Sure. But it, but like from my perspective, it was like, like that's not much of a witness on my part. Mm. Is, is that like sinning though? I you know I didn't know that. I, I couldn't really answer that question. Yeah. Um, and then the other one was that, you know, we had made physical promises to each other and I was like, man, like part of part of the Christian life means fulfilling those physical promises, and um, like, like, it, am I trusting that God is going to work out the the some of the inadequacies inadequacies we brought from the old relationship, and is God going to level out some of the unequalness that we had within the new relationship? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So th- those are kind of the two things that kind of held me. Um, to my promise or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So I guess as you found yourself with this wrestling, you have a lot of open-ended questions. Like you said, I'm opening this up to God. I'm not sure what to do here. How did you then go about trying to gather clarity from the Lord of like, well, what should I do? Yeah, yeah. I I mean, that's, so the first thing, I, I went to a lot of scripture, right? And like read a lot of scripture about like kind of what is God's call to us as believers. Like I talked about the the wineskins and the the like the 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 unequally yoked and the the believing spouse and the unbelieving spouse. And then the second thing I did honestly was um, I sought out like uh, a religious mentors. Right. So there sure. was the guy who was running the high school program that I was volunteering in okay. as a small group leader, um, Drew Svensson. And uh, he was married, so he was actually, like, in a stage in life that I was trying to figure out if this was the right move to make. Yeah. Um, I, I sought out his counsel. Uh, we, we had lunch, like, twice. And I, like, asked him point Blake, and I was like, uh, <laughs> I was like, doesn't the Bible say something about being... And part of it was my own, like, fear, right, as a man, right? You kind of have that fear of, like, oh, if I say this is the one, like, what if it doesn't work, right? Mm. You know? Yeah. Um, 
But I was like, I was like, doesn't the Bible talk about being unequally yoked? And he like looked right at me and he was like, Who do you think you are, Justin? <laughs> I was like, Oh yeah. He's like, he's like, You're kind of an idiot. I was like, Oh yeah, all right, well, all right. Right? Cause it cause it, I was because even the unequally yoked thing, I was like, Oh, I'm so great, I'm so spiritual, mm. right? Yeah. You know. Um, and then then uh sought out counsel from like godly, even older people who were not necessarily pastoral people, but were just had walked in the faith. Um my mom was one of them. Uh, a, a friend from actually like from when I was in youth group, um, and then a lot of prayer, man. A lot of prayer, you know, just praying that that God would show me what He wanted me to do. Yeah, yeah. Maybe even on that last point, I mean, you mentioned searching the scriptures, searching out wise voices and I, I think the word that comes to mind maybe is intergenerational you know you mentioned here's somebody who's a little bit further maybe you know like you said I kind of maybe thought I was more mature than I was you know and they kind of helped you see that Drew Absolutely. did yes. um, and then people who've been walking with the Lord for a long time giving you some perspective and um, I'm just wondering if you could you know for our audience talk about maybe what happened as you prayed you know, you mentioned, man, I prayed a lot. Did something shift in you as you prayed? Did you hear a voice from the Lord? Yeah. You know, did he direct you to like a sense of peace about something? Yeah. Yeah, I think he, you know, he really did. Um, the the prayer and that I, I was making, I mean, there was times where I was I, like literally, and I, I, you can ask my wife, I don't wake up in the middle of the night, mm. right? But there were multiple times, probably three, three four occasions mm. where, I like woke up at two in the morning and I could not sleep because I was just like thinking through this thing and had no peace in my heart. Mm. Um, and so the prayer ultimately became, Lord, what do you want me to do? And what I was given was this sense of like, do what you believe is, is good. Mm. Right. Um, but don't do what is, what is evil and pretend it's good. Right. Like mm. don't, don't have her move out and move in with you. Right. Yeah. And then like, don't have her move out here unless you really do intend on marrying her, yeah. right? Don't ask her to marry you unless you're actually serious about it. And so I just had this piece like, okay, as long as I do what, it, what I believe is right, according to Scripture, according to these other voices, I'll just have peace with whatever the outcome is. And God will take care of the rest of it, right? So if I do ask her to marry me and we're unequally yoked in our faith, God's going to work it out, mm. right? If I do mm. say, hey... Like, let's do this thing, right? Then God's going to work it out. Um, and so what ended up happening was, well, I made a terrible mistake first. <laughs> Tell us about that. You want to hear about the mistake? Absolutely. All right. All right. So I called her in like, you know, she's graduating from Wake Forest in December. I call her in like October. And I, what I wanted to tell her, you ready? Yeah. What I wanted to tell her was that I'm not ready to get married to you yet. Right. Uh -huh. But what I said was, I'm not going to get married to you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yes. And so that resulted in a pretty traumatic Ooh, no. phone conversation, slash yelling, slash crying, slash throwing <laughs> things, slash. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of follow up conversations were required. You've never done that, right, Max? You've never said something to your wife or to You know what? I'm thinking real hard. I can't think of anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this last today. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? So I, I meant to say that, but I didn't. And what I meant to say was, like, I, I would like you to move out to the Bay Area 
so that we can live near one another, go to church together, right? Like, like hang out together because we hadn't done that in a year and a half. We're very different people now. Um, with a promise that she would trust that, like, I have the right intentions for her, mm. right? And that if this works, then we would get married. Yeah. And so, you know, her parents thought she was crazy. And, you know, they're right. <laughs> um, I, if my daughter told me this, I would be like, you're also crazy. She got an apartment in Walnut Creek. Uh, she didn't know anyone in the Bay Area mm. except for me and my parents. Wow. And uh, she moved out here and went to school. And actually, it's funny because I, I like when she said yes to that, I realized that was God being like, look, you've laid out a fleece and I've answered you. Mm. Stop laying these things out. <laughs> just stop, just go do it. <laughs> so she said yes. Like in, in, and then in November, I actually bought a ring. And, and what month did she move out? She moved out in December. Okay. And then I asked her in January. So it was just like boom, boom, boom. So you bought the ring before she moved. Before she moved out. Oh wow! As like a, as like a, like here, Lord, I'm going to trust you, mm. right? That like you're going to, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna take care of all of this stuff, all my worries, all of my concerns, all of my doubts. Mm. That like I'm just going to take a step of faith here, and like you're going to fall through. Mm. And now here we are, uh, 18 years later. Uh, or I guess that'd be like 19 years later because we got married six months after that. Okay. What um, year did you get married? 2005. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, 18 and a half years later and, uh, five kids later and it's worked out. Wow. I mean, it hasn't always been fun. <laughs> there, there are, there are moments. Yes. But it, but it, you know, the Lord has been faithful the whole way. We'll have you back for our marriage podcast season. Um, <laughs> I'll bring Julia with me. I'm sure yes. that'll, that'll be a fun one. Yes. yes. Um, I mean, you gave us a, a beautiful picture of kind of how it unfolded as you kind of, you came to sort of a tentative decision of God saying, well, you know, I've kind of laid out this fleece, as you said, now just follow the path and see what happens. Trust me. Um, and maybe as you look back along that process, you've shared some of this already, but how can you see God at work as you kind of, kind of survey the landscape, you know, yeah. of you guys both finding faith wondering, hey, is there something in this? And kind of walking and buying the ring before she even moved out here. You know, how, how can you, looking back, sometimes it's 2020, right? We can see what we couldn't see in the moment. Like, what do you see of God's working kind of through that whole story? Yeah, I think, you know, one of the things is he brought people, like he, he brought those spiritual guides into my life for this time. Like I have not probably spoken to Drew in, 17 years, hmm. right? Um, not because we don't have just because time and space sure. and they moved. Yeah. And, uh, but like in that time of my life, he was brought into my life for that purpose, right? Like God brought him into my life. Yes. Um, you know, I think, uh, I think also just looking back, he kept me from a number of pitfalls that might have caused mm -hmm. me to like go astray or to not, like he, he really kind of surrounded me with a community of, young people in their early 20s, uh, young men especially, um, who were able to kind of help keep me on the right path mm. and keep me focused, right? Um, it's always hard to keep young men focused. We all know this. <laughs> uh, and, sure. and, and, and like that really kept me from doing things that would have derailed this, this whole process, right? Yeah. Um, and he didn't, he didn't bring into my life any women who I was like, oh, man, I'd really rather – be with that one over there. Like there weren't, I, I, it was just one of those things where it was like, 
there were no other women around. I was like, oh, like she looks interesting. She looks interesting. Sure. And that's that's a blessing, right? Mm. Um, yeah. So he kind of shielded me in that way. Mm. Yeah, I think the word that comes to mind as you're describing that is just provision. You know that he provided this community, provided these mentors, and as you look back, you know, as you were just struggling day by day through the process, waking up in the middle of the night, man, I don't have peace about like what's happening. That as you kind of look back, of like, man, look at the ways that God provided. You know, He brought these wise voices into my life. He shielded me from these other kind of ways in which I could have gone off the rails. You know, and even though I had this freedom, you know, in the midst of that of like, am I going to pursue this relationship or not? And God, what do you want from me? You know, just seeing that he was really making a way for you yeah. and Julia to be together. And now to look back on almost two decades now of marriage is um, an incredible testament. Well, to... it's it's funny because in the moment it was like this huge decision, but looking back, it was like, it's like a win-win, right? Like you, you know, like th- there was no really hard decision in this, mm. but just in that place and and I've made much harder decisions since then, right? Like leaving behind safety, leaving behind comfort, leaving behind all kinds of things, yeah. right? That in mm. at the time, if God had asked me to do that, I would have freaked out. But now looking back at this decision, I'm like, oh, that was so easy. Like why 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 did it seem so difficult in the moment? Mm. Yeah, maybe there's something, too, of God growing you through that discerning process. You know, like you just alluded to some of the harder decisions you've had to make since, that it was kind of in that fire of decision, you know, that God hardened you, strengthened you, prepared you for those decisions that as yet lay in the unknown future for you, you know. And I think it's always beautiful to look and see, wow, God, you were working. And like now, like, wow, that seems so easy, so simple. But at that time, it wasn't. It was hard for me in that place in my spiritual maturity and circumstances. But look how you've grown me. And in each season, you've prepared me for the path that you've put in front of me. And that's a great thing. Amen. Well, as we bring this to a close, you know, as you think about somebody out here listening right now, maybe they're facing a significant decision in their life. Mm. Um, What's a piece of advice that you would give to them? Maybe as they're listening to this season, you know, they're seeking God's direction for a, a decision that they're facing. You know, what would you tell somebody who finds themselves in that place? Yeah. I think, uh, the, I think the first thing is, is that following God is going to have some sort of a step into an unknown territory, mm-hmm. right? Um, faith is the stepping forward uncertain, right, of what's to come. Um, and so... If that's what you're experiencing, then, you know, uh, it's like, uh, blessed are those who mourn, right? Like, like, congratulations, this is an actual step of faith, right? Yeah. Doing something that you know you're going to, re- like, you know, you know God's going to do this. You know this, you know this, you know this. That's not faith, yeah. right? Faith is stepping out into what is unsure, yeah. right? And, and hoping that the Lord is there. Um, the second thing I think is like what, what you, you mentioned, what I was talking about, which is consult the Word. Consult spiritual uh, uh, elders in the faith, right? Who either have life experience or faith experience, um, and pray. And and like those three things, I think as part of your faith journey, you'll find the Lord shows up and answers your prayers in profound and tremendous ways, mm. right? And then and then lastly, I do think there is something about this. Like you know, people are like, oh, you know, were you soulmates? No. The answer is no. 
right? Sure. We we have an incredible marriage and mm-hmm. a great family, and I love her tremendously. Um, but I think the Lord also will allow you to choose. Mm-hmm. And like, there are many cases in which there is not like a, a right and a wrong choice. Yeah. But the Lord is going to allow you to choose, and then you have to just trust that His will be done. Mm-hmm. You know. Amen. Well, Justin, thanks so much for sitting down for this conversation, for being vulnerable, you know, talking about something that's very personal. And I know many people listening will find themselves in a similar situation, you know, of like, hey, am I going to take this relationship to this next level? And it is a step into the unknown of like, how's this person going to respond? How's it going to turn out? You know, yeah. Am I making the right decision? And, um, you know, thank you for sharing your story of just how God was faithful to walk with you in that cloud of unknowing. And, um, you know, we're blessed and better for having heard God's word story. So thanks so much. Absolutely, Max. I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. We'll uh, talk again soon.